listen, if you dare, to this Sundown 96.6 presentation. Open your eyes and look into the darkness. Something strange is moving. Something grave and sinister. Something paranormal. Something ghostly. That sends shivers down your spine. It is children with cult class with your house, Caitlin. Welcome to Chillin' with Cult Class. My name's Caitlin, and this is where we talk about everything spooky, strange, and unexplained. So we started watching the newest season of You last night on Netflix. Yes, we did. And um, it's good. Yeah, I I remember the last season. This is the fourth season, right? I, I remember the last season not being all that crazy about it. But this one is fun. This season, we're a couple episodes in. It's like a, like a who done it, and like who doesn't love that? Yeah, I. Um, it's kind of effed up to call like you is such a popular show, and it's such a dark show. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like oh, it's fun. You're like kind of yeah. rooting for him, but you don't know why because mm-hmm. he's like so effed up, and it's so yeah. like disturbing. But um, yeah, <laughs> with all that in mind, it is fun. It is good. It's like a who done it, mm-hmm. and in my opinion, I'm enjoying it a lot more than. It's better than the last season. I'm enjoy- I personally am enjoying it a lot more, for and, sure. Yeah, no, yeah, me too. I feel like the last season was just like um, a battle of who was crazier between you know. Yes, the, and him. the wife and him. Yeah, and, yeah, and you know he obviously won. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, it's cool. And it takes place in London, which is like a different, different change of pace. Yeah. So that's pretty neat. Did you know that it's uh, adapted from a book? You the show? You? Yeah. No, it didn't. So it's actually my brother's one of his favorite book series it's supposed to be an awesome book oh wow yeah and so if anybody's a big reader out there or you do audible or something check out you the book because it's supposed to be i'm sure you know books are typically are better than the shows even um though pen badgley the actor who plays the main character is awesome knocks out of the park knocks out of the park but yeah it's actually a book and it's supposed to be i mean Funny again is not the word, but yeah, yeah. No, since he's a stalker, mean. but yeah. it's supposed to be great. So, uh, yeah, so we're enjoying that. So if you're if you've never watched you, and you're into, um, you can handle like kind of dark comedy and dark mm-hmm. themes mm-hmm. and murder. Then um, check it out. Check you out. Totally. Check you out. Check you out. Hello there. Who are you? Otherwise, what's going on with us, Nick? We, um, we're just eating a lot of salsa. <laughs> we covered that in the last episode. Sci-fi salsa is, is flying off our shelves. It's flying off our shelves. <laughs> One day, it'll be at our favorite store, <clears throat> Dollar General. One day. Um, and right. we, we ordered, we reserved some chickens. Yes, yeah, we ordered some chickens. So I think there are chicks right now, and they'll be like 20 to 22 weeks, the, the place I put the order in for said... And we got four of them, uh-huh. and they they produce around three hundred eggs each a year. So 
And I already have names for them. I just oh feel like gosh, I need yeah. to add this. Yeah, got it. I already named them, and they're going to be named Loretta, Dolly, Joni, and Carol. <laughs> <laughs> it is going to be four hens uh-huh. in, in their little hen house. <laughs> and I am just, like, so excited. But we're becoming these, like, crazy farm uh, animal people. We're, we've always been animal people. You, you guys know. We mm-hmm. love animals. We love being outdoors. We love hunting. Um, you can check out our outdoor business at Nightwalker Outdoors on Instagram. But mm-hmm. now we're really becoming like homesteaders. Yeah, I feel like we, you know, we moved to this new place. We got some acreage. We were kind of settling, you know, into the new area, and now. We're just kind of really digging our feet in. I know? know. It's like every night I'm looking things up. I'm like, hey, Nick, uh, what do you think of raising bees? <laughs> I'm, I'm so into that. <laughs> that was my so bee cool. idea. Yeah. I think it's so cool. Hunt. Well, now they have like technology for bees. I feel like th- whenever I can initially think about it, it seems so, I don't know, dangerous. But then like you showed me that flow hive deal. Yeah. And that seems like, oh, you know, it's 2023. It's like so easy to do bees. Yeah. Flow hive. This is not a paid sponsorship, but flow hive seems to be the new technology with hives. And you can kind of, you don't have to like pull the bees out all the time or anything. It just like the honey flows out of a, it's like a valve and you just like turn it. And then all the honey that's in there just comes out through like, um, like it's a little drainage system inside. Yeah. Yeah. It's, Seems super simple, but super like awesome. So cool. So I'm like, I'm like researching where to find bees. We're going to look at a cat tomorrow. Oh yeah. My my poor, my awesome husband. He's like, <laughs> he's like, he's like putting total trust in my uh, animal knowledge and abilities, which is awesome. And in <laughs> a cat, cats are great because they take care of uh, rodents and vermin and like cats are just like cool felines as a species are they a species or are they a subspecies man they're like i don't do anything useful with them <laughs> i'm like not a scientist i like don't know what the heck but cats are cool oh yeah well they're like kind of like how dogs are ancestors of wolves are cat like feline domestic cats ancestors of like lions yeah Wow, that's I pretty think cool. So. <laughs> Did we just have that revelation? <laughs> we're like, oh, we're just talking about UFOs here. <laughs> <laughs> um, but they are. They're amazing predators and really cool animals. So we're checking out a cat. And for anybody who's really concerned about the goats, they're doing amazingly. Loving the goats. We built them an obstacle course. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, so they have, like, their little – they're in, like, a big pen, right, if you can imagine. Like, this big – fenced off area then we built them a house <laughs> um and they're really small so they don't like need a lot they have a lot of room and then we built out of like boards and planks an optical course going around the whole thing i know with elevation and everything and yeah. they are just like having the best time and they jump like really high and oh, if you yeah. ever want to have a really fun night you know just google goat parkour 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 parkour, parkour! parkour! i'm right behind you andy come on On YouTube, and you will like for hours be on YouTube. Oh my gosh, yeah, yeah. Maybe make like a little charcuterie board, pour a glass (laughs) of bubbly, and then throw some goat parkour on the TV on YouTube. You'll have a great time. Oh my gosh, it'll make you smile. They're so funny. Oh. They're so funny. They just whip around and jump. and Oh, they're so funny, and they kind of dance. They're mm-hmm. hilarious. And also, um, I know I talked about people adopting goats in the last episode, but if you live in a city and you decided to take my advice and adopt a goat, 
in your apartment, message me. <laughs> Let me know. You can always message us at chillinwithcult.class on Instagram, or you can uh, DM me and follow my art at cult.class on Instagram. And you can always email us at chillinwithcultclass at gmail.com. But if you are toting around a goat in your apartment <laughs> and telling your neighbors that you just had a kid or something, like I so brilliantly recommended last episode, please Absolutely. let us know. Can you imagine if someone writes in and says, hey, Caitlin, I just had a revelation when you said, just do it, I just did it. And then they, they send like a selfie next to like their like six story high rise or something, you know, like <laughs> just out the window of their apartment. <laughs> With like just like, oh my gosh, I. It's in a stroller or something. Don't you, listen to it. <laughs> like, I, I have so many ideas that are, aren't good. Like, Nick, the reason we're also a good couple is because Nick brings me down. Like, a cat, you know, was probably the. The fifth option, and my idea started with like a whole cat rescue or something. <laughs> so, so take what I say with a great of great assault. Is that the saying? Yeah, great yeah. Say, yeah. Great assault. Great assault. You're right. Yeah. Grain of sugar. Take what I say with a grain of sugar. Spoonful of sugar. No, I'm gonna do sugar because I like sugar. There you go. I'm gonna make it my own saying. I love it. Regardless. Don't do what I say, but if you did adopt a goat, send us pictures. If you have goats, I have a couple followers who have goats who send me pictures. That's pretty cool, yeah. Yeah. Different breeds and stuff than Mm -hmm. ours. Mm -hmm. Um, So so if you're, like, uh, into goats, if you're a homesteader, if you have chickens, oh, my gosh, if you have chickens and you have tips for us, let us know. If you just love animals and you want to send us pictures, we're always down for animal pictures. Send it in. Also, I previously mentioned this, but Chillin' with Colt Class has become part of the Sundown 96.6 family. And I'm really super excited about it because that means I am a part of the Sundown family and so is Nick. And so Sundown is a paranormal, horror, sci-fi radio station that you can listen to 24-7. Um, Chillin' with Coke Class airs on the weekends at 9 p.m., but you can listen 24-7 to spooky music, to um, sci-fi, vintage ads, like just really cool stuff. Our friend James does all the audio editing and just makes it amazing. He used to own another radio station, and he's just so good at everything. Mm -hmm. And so if you want to check it out, we also have new merch. Uh, We have a Crop Circle Crew t-shirt. So cool. So check it out. You can go to sundown 96 com, and also if you go to our old Chillin' with Cult Class website it'll kick you to Sundown 96.6 so you can get there no matter what way you go you should end up at Sundown 96.6.com and you can check out all our new merch, you can check out the new Sundown logo and we're just going to keep pumping really cool content into that radio station and also on the Sundown the new Sundown website you can submit um witness stories you can submit uh scary stories that you have and when i say witness i mean ghosts ufos whatever and you can submit music that you might if you're an independent musician or you have another idea you can submit your music or your art to sundown to be played on the radio so incredible and be sure to check out all the other awesome shows that are in the Sundown 96.6 family because um, there are just so many good DJs and hosts and uh, so much good music and so many good artists, and we're just only going to add more, so check it out. Something is coming for you. Prepare yourself.
February. Sundown 96.6 FM. You haven't heard scary until you tune into our haunted radio airwaves. They're coming to get you, Barbara. <laughs> Sundown 966.com. Listen if you dare. Let's jump into UFOs in the news this week. So I was researching UFO sightings and different things that are going on with UFOs right now. And I came across an article about how, now this bill was signed earlier in the year by uh, our president, but it is about our defense department's annual spending bill and that it requires the government to review UFO sightings all the way back to 1945. Um, where I guess, uh, I guess so there was a big crash in 1945 in New Mexico and we're not talking, I'm not talking about Roswell, but something prior to that. And so the big push with this bill and with the defense spending is to really investigate sightings since then, which is, and this bill was signed, like I said, um, and the article I found was in the New York Times and so it's just kind of, it's interesting that it, the New York Times is always doing like articles on UFOs because I just thought they, they leaked the Tic Tac video too, oh, or true. they released it. Right. So according to the article in 1945, that's the year that according to one account, a large avocado shaped object struck a communication tower in a patch of a New Mexico desert, now known as the Trinity site, where the world's first atomic bomb was detonated that July. So, I am just not as familiar with that sighting, yeah. so that's pretty interesting that they pin mark, like put a pin in that, and yeah. that's when they're going to start investigating like, yeah. these sightings. And the article goes on to say, the American public can reasonably expect to get some answers to questions that have been burning in the minds of millions of Americans for many years, said Christopher Mellon, a former deputy assistant secretary of defense for intelligence. I could not speak to that. Or <laughs> any day. I know. It's a long title. So, uh... Pretty neat. That's that's incredible. I personally think that like this is the number one question for mankind that should be known. I don't know why it's not like researched every day, yeah. twenty four hours a day, three sixty five a year. Well, it might be. I, I mean, think that's what they're getting at. So it's it's interesting that this has all started to become like the prominent like it's headlines it's like a mission of the military like right. we've talked about there are now ufos on badges no like, i know i love it because i feel like before if you had like an interest or you like thought or researched this kind of stuff it was like they would like talk to you in like a pejorative way like you were like wrong or dumb or you know what yeah. i mean like it's just really cool that they're getting like or everyone is getting like some real government backing on investigating this yeah and uh, so you guys should 
pay attention because now it's part of our new military funding to investigate these sightings all the way back to 1945. And I don't know, we'll see what they come up with. This is Caitlin with Chillin' with Cult Class, and this is Breaking UFO News. On Friday, February 10th, the Pentagon, at the direction of President Biden, shot down an unidentified object over Alaska. The object is said to be cylindrical, about the size of a car, and gray and silver in color. Authorities have still not come out and said what it is, so we're waiting to find out more information. Be sure to stay tuned in to Sundown 96.6 for updates. Now, please stand by for your Paranormal News of the Week. Now for your paranormal news of the week. Uh, This article is from Edinburgh Live, which Edinburgh is in Scotland, and that is where Loch Ness uh, is. Supposedly, there was a sighting of Nessie in the Atlantic, just off the coast of North Carolina. And this article is from this week. What? Yeah, so this uh, bait and tackle place posted a video. (laughs) No way. I I, know, I couldn't find the video. It's just more like the photos of it, but of this supposed Nessie in the water. And I'll show you, if you guys look up, and of course I'll post this on chillinwithcult.class on Instagram, I'll post pictures. But um, here are the photos, Nick. So there's that. It looks like almost like a giant eel, to be honest. Huh. To me. But Interesting. Oh, hold on, go back to that? Go back one? Mm-hmm. It almost looks like, from this like specific image like almost like a crocodile with its tail out of the water in the back like it almost looks like a head on the left and then the like pyramid veed tail in the on rear the right. yeah i don't know interesting interesting though. i wonder so, how far out it was and like i don't know enough it was close enough for them to video it from ground. the shore yeah. yeah so if you all google nessie in atlantic you can see these photos. That's what I Googled. And you can find these uh, articles about it. But I don't know. I mean, maybe Nessie took a 3,000-mile vacation. <laughs> that's, that's so that's funny. That's what it says. Yeah. And all, I'm looking at one, two, three, four, five articles right now, and they all say, could the Loch Ness Monster be vacationing in the U.S.? <laughs> <laughs> I know. So maybe, maybe. But regardless, people saw something they can't explain off the coast of North Carolina this week. So That's so cool. Check it out. This week's Movie Club discussion is proudly brought to you by Nightwalker Outdoors. Love the outdoors and fitness? Check out Caitlin and Nick's business on Instagram at Nightwalker Outdoors and on their website, nightwalkeroutdoors.com. Enjoy this week's Movie Club.
I'm not here to hurt you, but you have to stay here in the cabin with us. Families throughout history have been chosen to make this decision. Your family must choose to willingly sacrifice one of the three of you to prevent the apocalypse. We're not sacrificing anyone. For every no you give us, hundreds of thousands of people are going to die. It's really happening. Sweetheart, close your eyes. Will you make a choice? You have to somehow trust us. We're normal people just like you. It doesn't matter. None of us believe you. We will never choose anyone. The rule is that no one's allowed to leave until you choose. Do you really think it's all just a coincidence? I have to believe that. My son is gonna die. His name is Charlie. As a mother, I am begging you. You're the only one who can stop this. Andrew, I saw something. There was something in the light. And I feel it now. chance to decide the fate of everyone. Time's running out on the world. I'm skipping. There is nothing more flawed and perfect in this world than our family. Please make a choice. Always together. Always together. I will ask for the last time. Will you make a choice? Last week's movie club pick was M. Night Shyamalan's Knock at the Cabin, and it just came out uh, in 2023. It's in theaters, and we thought it would be fun just to go to the theater because it's winter, and why not? So we we did have a lot of fun going to the theater and watching this movie because um, it it's a good theater movie. Absolutely. And we found our favorite little theater. Oh, yeah. Now. It's like in the middle of cornfields. Yeah. So any <laughs> excuse to get there is awesome. Yeah. And uh, this movie is actually adapted from a horror novel called The Cabin at the End of the World, which I, I didn't know going into this movie, but I found this out after. So M. Night Shyamalan didn't write this. It's adapted from um, a previously written novel mm-hmm. by someone else. So, just like with all our movie clubs, if you haven't seen this movie and you plan on watching it and you don't want any spoilers, just skip ahead a few minutes. But right now, I'm just going to give a quick synopsis of this movie so that Nick and I can discuss it. Basically, it starts really quick, this film. We jump right in, and um, there's a family with two husbands and a daughter who are vacationing at a cabin, and these four people knock at their door, and they're like, look... We need to save humanity. It's the end of the world. We need to save humanity. And these people are knocking at the door with weapons. And, of course, the people vacationing are like, these people are insane. No, thank you. And they don't let them in. So the people break in and tie these people up. And they explain to the family that they have each individually been having visions that brought them together. Mm -hmm. And they're visions of the end of the world. And they know that they're supposed to be there. Because these visions led them to this family 
and this family needs to make a choice to save humanity through sacrifice. And so they're trying, the four intruders is what I'm going to call them, are, tra- are like trying to convince these people that they need to kill somebody in their family. So remember, it's two dads and the daughter. Right. Um, in order to save humanity. Right. That's the whole premise of this movie. And the intruders cannot kill them. They have to decide to kill each other. Exactly. As like a sacrifice. As a sacrifice. And if they don't kill each other, then the world will end. Mm-hmm. And as the movie progresses, each intruder kills themselves off um, to judge society because that's what their vision told them. So... Of course, the family initially thinks these people are crazy and part of a doomsday cult and are they're being targeted um, because of their relationship or because of, you know, just random acts of violence they right. don't know. And uh, so you kind of get their backstory as we're going through the movie, the family's backstory. And you're kind of wondering as a viewer, like, are they crazy or is right. it the end of the world? And... They keep turning on the TV to prove that bad things are happening in the world, but it's right. kind of not proof because like the news is always negative and always kind of bad. Right. So the family initially doesn't believe them, but as the deaths progress and the news gets more negative and things seem to start aligning, the, the family does start to kind of believe them. One dad in particular, one, and he's like, I think we need to do this. And ultimately, spoiler alert, they do end up killing uh, one member of the family, and they seemingly save the world. But it's after the four intruders have now killed themselves. And you find out that the four intruders are basically the four horsemen of the apocalypse, and that's um, their role. Right, right. So I knew it was sort of a risk picking a movie that we haven't seen before. Mm Mm-hmm. And truthfully, I've been dreading talking about this because (laughs) M. Night Shyamalan is one of my favorite directors, and I think he's brilliant, and so I don't want to say bad things. Oh, just be honest. What did you think? Because critics, I think, are, you know, not everything is for everyone, and this movie was definitely not for me. Yeah, I'm right there with you. Yeah. I think the biggest issue with me was when I left the movie, I was like, oh, okay, (laughs) I didn't really have a lot to add, to think about it or yeah. say about it. It was pretty much laid out for you. Yeah, no, exactly. Like the entire time, I was I was pretty excited, wa- like watching it, um, up until like I don't know. It's not that long of a, a movie. It's like a hundred minutes or something like that, mm-hmm. an hour and a half, just a little bit more than that. But I was waiting for like, the classic M Night Shyamalan twist. I, and I understand now, I didn't know that before, but it, he didn't write this. Yeah. So um, that's, I was happy to hear that Yeah. Um, after we like, discovered that. But I was waiting for that the whole time, so I was, I was pretty disappointed. <laughs> I know. Well, yeah, the thing is, is like, so I feel like M. Night made one of the best, biggest cinematic twists of all time. And he's been held to that ever since. And so, like, as an artist myself and as, like, I don't want to... It's unfair to compare. I know you're not doing this, but I don't want to. I was trying in my mind not to compare him to any of these previous movies because, mm-hmm. like, Science is one of my favorite movies. Unbreakable is one of my favorite movies. Uh, Sixth Sense, one of the best movies ever. Of course. Um, so, 
but it's hard not to compare. I get that. And yeah. like with this, like you're saying, like there's so many layers to those movies. In mm -hmm. this, it was like you were waiting for like the other story or yes. the other thing that happens or like some kind of like layers or substance or like some big reveal <laughs> even. Not even yeah like not even a twist just like a reveal but exactly. it like kind of doesn't happen you're just like oh yeah kind of holding your breath for nothing you know yeah um it was entertaining you know but yeah the whole time i was just like what's gonna happen oh is this it you know? i know and then it really just doesn't happen yeah don't novel must be good that it's adapted from because it won a bunch of awards too the horror novel but um yeah i mean the cgi was oh that's right yeah yeah, not yeah. really my thing yeah you well, know it didn't really kind look of fell a little short on yeah. the visuals and i'm surprised because this has good reviews oh yeah good reviews that a crazy budget you know yeah. it's like everything's for success Good cat, great cast. The acting was great. Oh, totally, totally. Andrew, the main character named Andrew was our favorite, right? I oh, think yeah, he, right. The dad, he's mm -hmm. like, learns to defend himself, and he's, you know, I mean, there is like, there are redeemable characters, and sure. there is like depth in that regard. Right, right. I can't remember how they got to um, kind of alluding to that. These people just could be crazy. That was like a fun avenue to go. Oh down. yeah, I love that. Yeah, it would like, almost have been cool if they just ended up being crazy, right? Instead of like actual, yeah. you know, the actual four horsemen. Yeah, and a big theme in M Night's movies, I think, and or maybe something he's drawn to is this like question of faith and something bigger than you. Mm. And they talk about that a lot in this movie. And I, I personally love that. Like, oh yeah question of like is does everything mean nothing especially like in horror movies and thrillers like this like does everything mean nothing or does everything mean something right. and and so it was playing with that but it like didn't go all the way exactly. it was like you, at one point the character sees something in a mirror but it's like you as a viewer don't see anything ever so it's like huh yeah. maybe it would have been interesting if i saw something or you know I don't know. Yeah. No, I'm right there with you. I'm right there with you. Yeah. So it's a fun watch. It's a cool watch. That's what a lot of you messaged me. A lot of you guys went, um, uh, yeah, you DM'd me and you were like, it's fun. It jumps right in. But jumps right in. Yeah. Right in. Yeah. But, um, but it didn't, you know, it, that's pretty much it. That's what a lot of you guys messaged me too. So it's a good watch. I still love M. Night. Totally. And hey, if you do watch it, this can even send you on. Like now I'm reinvigorated to watch a lot of his like other mm -hmm. things again you know he's just totally. so good same and um m night love if you, you buddy. happen to ever listen to my podcast please don't take this personally and the person who wrote this book i'm sure it's a great book <laughs> just was not for me this movie was not for me now this week's movie club pick is the movie everything everywhere all at once and i have seen this movie it is one of my top 10 favorite movies of my life um, it is definitely, I'm telling you now, a very trippy movie, uh, not a movie you just turn on, you gotta pay attention, it's not really a rewatch movie, it's like not one of those movies that you just turn on for fun, <laughs> it's uh, pretty deep, pretty wild, Absolutely. And but it is nominated for a bunch of Oscars, so I thought it was good timing too, because the Oscars are coming up. So check out Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. It came out last year in 2022. Mm -hmm. And just be sure to watch before our new episode next Sunday.
For this week's scary story, I wanted to stay in the theme of Knock at the Cabin. So my thinking was, in Knock at the Cabin, what if the people had been a doomsday cult? And that really brings me to the most well-known doomsday cult of all time. I have mentioned before I studied sociology in college with a focus on cults. So this is a huge topic for me, and I tried to boil it down to as direct for you guys and as concise as possible, but Jonestown, you can really go down rabbit holes watching videos and um, documentaries and stuff about this particular cult. The information I got for this episode comes from history.com. The Jonestown Massacre occurred on November 18, 1978, when more than 900 members of an American cult called the People's Temple died in a mass suicide murder under the direction of their leader, Jim Jones. It took place at the so-called Jonestown Settlement in the South American nation of Guyana. Jones had founded what became the People's Temple in Indiana in the 1950s then relocated his congregation to California in the 1960s. In the 1970s, following negative media attention, the powerful, controlling preacher moved with some 1,000 of his followers to the Guyanese jungle, where he promised they would establish a utopian community. On November 18, 1978, U.S. Representative Leo Ryan who had gone to Jonestown to investigate claims of abuse, was murdered along with four members of his delegation. That same day, Jones ordered his followers to ingest poison lace punch while armed guards stood by. And I'm going to tell you guys right now that this is a very sad ending to this doomsday cult, and so I'm just giving you a heads up. It's a lot of information, and some of it is a little dark, so just a heads up. The Origins of the People's Temple Prior to the terrorist attacks of September 11, 2001, the tragedy at Jonestown marked the single largest loss of U.S. civilian lives in a non-natural disaster. The man behind the tragedy, Jim Jones, came from humble beginnings. Jones was born on May 13, 1931 in rural Indiana. In the early 1950s, he began working as a self-ordained Christian minister in small churches around Indianapolis. In order to raise money to start a church of his own, the charismatic Jones tried various ventures, including selling live monkeys door-to-door. Jones opened his first People's Temple Church in Indianapolis in the mid-1950s. His congregation was racially integrated, something unusual at the time for a Midwestern church. In the mid-1960s, Jones moved his small congregation to Northern California, settling first in the Redwood Valley in Mendocino County. In the early 1970s, the ambitious preacher relocated his organization's headquarters to San Francisco and also opened a temple in Los Angeles. In San Francisco, Jones became a powerful figure. He curried favor with public officials and the media, donated money to numerous charitable causes, and delivered votes for various politicians at the time. People's Temple ran social and medical programs for the needy, including a free dining hall, drug rehabilitation, and legal aid services. Jones's message of social equality and racial justice attracted a diverse group of followers, including idealistic young people who wanted to do something meaningful with their lives. As Jones's congregation grew, 
Estimates of the group size vary. A 1977 expose by New West Magazine put the number of People's Temple members at 20,000. Negative reports began to surface about the man referred to as father by his followers. Former members described being forced to give up their belongings, homes, and even custody of their children. They told of being subjected to beatings and said Jones stage-faked cancer healings. Faced with unflattering media attention and mounting investigations, the increasingly paranoid Jones, who often wore dark sunglasses and traveled with bodyguards, invited his congregation to move with him to Guyana, where he promised they would build a socialist utopia. In 1974, a small group of Jones's followers went to Guyana to establish an agricultural cooperative on a tract of jungle in the teeny nation of Guyana. Guyana, which gained its independence from Great Britain in 1966, is the only country in South America with English as its official language. In 1977, Jones and more than 1,000 temple members joined them and moved to Guyana. However, Jonestown did not turn out to be the paradise their leader had promised. Temple members worked long days in the fields and were subjected to harsh punishments if they questioned Jones' authority. Their passports and medications were confiscated and they were plagued by mosquitoes and tropical diseases. Armed guards patrolled the jungle compound. Members were encouraged to inform on one another and were forced to attend lengthy late night meetings. Their letters and phone calls were censored. Jones, who by then was in declining mental health and addicted to drugs, had his own throne in the compound's main pavilion and compared himself to Vladimir Lenin and Jesus Christ. He was convinced that the government and media and others were out to destroy him. He also required People's Temple members to participate in mock suicide drills in the middle of the night. Leo Ryan, a U.S. representative from California, heard from some of his constituents that their family members were people being held against their will at Jonestown and decided to go there to investigate. Ryan arrived in Guyana in November 1978 with a delegation that included news reporters and photographers, along with concerned relatives of some of the People's Temple members. On November 17th, the congressmen and reporters were welcomed to the Jonestown compound to their surprise with a dinner and an evening of entertainment. Jones even agreed to meet with reporters. However, during the visit, some of the People's Temple members asked Ryan's group to help them get out of Jonestown. And this isn't written in the article, but I do know that they slipped the representative notes um, asking for help as well. On November 18th, Ryan and his group, which also included a small contingent of People's Temple defectors, left Jonestown. While waiting at a nearby jungle airstrip, they were ambushed by gunmen sent by Jim Jones. Ryan was killed along with a reporter and a cameraman from NBC, a photographer from San Francisco Examiner, and a female People's Temple member who was attempting to leave. The same day as the murders at the airstrip, Jones told his followers that soldiers would come for them and torture them. He ordered everyone to gather in the main village and commit what he termed as a revolutionary act. The youngest members of the People's Temple were the first to die, as parents and nurses used syringes to drop a potent mix of cyanide sedatives and powdered fruit juice into children's throats. Ugh. Jones had reportedly obtained a jeweler's license at some earlier point, which enabled him to stockpile cyanide. Adults then lined up to drink the poison lace concoction while armed guards surrounded the pavilion. This horrific event is the source of the phrase, drinking the Kool-Aid. 
When Guyanese officials arrived at the Jonestown compound the next day, they found it carpeted with hundreds of bodies. Many people had perished with their arms around each other. Jim Jones, age 47, was found in a chair dead from a single bullet wound to the head, most likely self-inflicted. The death toll at Jonestown on November 18, 1978, was 909 people. A third of them children, a few people managed to escape into the jungle that day, while at least several dozen more People's Temple members, including several of Jones's sons, were in another part of Guyana at the time. In total, only 33 survived. A terrifying recording of the event, known as the Death Tape, helped investigators understand what happened that night. Researchers also found over 1,000 recordings of propaganda, conversations, and sermons that painted a gruesome picture of the activities at People's Temple. So that is the story of People's Temple and Jim Jones. Jeez. Oh. That, I've been needing or wanting to cover that because it is like the most well-known cult, I feel like, um, in modern history, but... It's just so sad. It's so sad. It's so sad. And um, there are things not included in that article. Like, I do know that Jim Jones, at the end of, at least at the end of their stay in Guyana, was, he played his voice on the speakers wow. around the, like, around their encampment or whatever right. it was. Um, it Just totally insane stuff. Like, and that's why they say they have recordings. He was recording himself. They have videotapes of like, of the people there. There's a lot of footage. There's even footage of, they have the footage of the US representative there. Right. Um, And there's a lot more to the story, but that's as concise and as palatable as I could make it. Yeah, I feel like um, if, I guess if you're listening and you wanted to learn more, there's a lot more information out there. Yeah. Um, there's do. a lot of documentaries. There's there there's a, good ones. There's, there's, there's a movie, a, I think, too. There's a movie, I think. Um, and then uh, there's also uh, a really good, I think, PBS documentary. But really, it sets the tone. I feel like there had never been a suicide cult like this until then. Yeah. Or not one that was so... Not at the scale. Yeah, not at that scale. Of course I picked this because of the crazy intruders in Knock at the Cabin, and what if they had just been suicide cult members? You know, it's it's a sad story, and I think one of the saddest parts is the People's Temple at the beginning is kind of a really cool story. It's like it, a really accepting church, it's progressive, um, videos of it when it... at when it started are really like in- engaging and interesting and like seem like very inviting yeah and it just devolves into this horrible situation if you're interested in cults jonestown is probably number one it's like the quintessential uh, cult yeah it's the number one to to learn about so uh next week we'll talk about all kinds of weird crazy theories because we're going to be watching everything everywhere all at once this week for our movie club pick and to end on a high note make sure you google goat parkour because <laughs> it's that will be put a smile go. on your face there you go what do we say wear a robe eat slouch or dice cream and pet a goat, pet a goat. <laughs> or watch goat parkour there you go we're adding to the list <laughs> <laughs> you guys are awesome thank you for listening and i think that's it thanks for chilling with us yeah we'll see you next sunday at 5 p.m eastern standard This has been a Sundown 96.6 FM production.